When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are so excited to uh, welcome a guest to the show on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And it's a friend of the show. His name is Josh Lee, and he's with the Pinky Swear Foundation. Hello, Josh. Hey, guys. How's it going? Really it's good. so good to see you. We, you know, we go way back. We go we? so far back. Yes, we do. Um, but we are talking today about the future, about something that's happening this very weekend on Saturday. Uh, and you are with the Pinky Swear Foundation. So before we get to the great event that's happening this weekend, why don't you tell our listeners, what is the Pinky Swear Foundation? Sure, absolutely. So the Pinky Swear Foundation um, is a national nonprofit based here in Edina. Um, and we help kids with cancer and their families with financial and emotional support. So there are, you know, thousands of organizations out there doing really wonderful work with cancer research um, and medical work. Um, but what we do is we really help families uh, with their everyday living expenses, because when your child gets diagnosed, life still happens. Mm -hmm. um, you still have to pay that mortgage, the rent, gas, groceries, all of those types of things. Um, and so our organization helps fund those for families around the country. Can you tell the story of the Pinky Swear? Because Absolutely. it's such a unique name, and I think it, it helps lend context to why why this. Absolutely. It's a wonderful story. So um, back in 2002, a nine-year-old boy named Mitch Chapokas was diagnosed with terminal bone cancer, um, and he was being treated here at the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital. And uh, right before he passed away, um, around the holiday season, um, he looked at his dad and said, Hey, I have, I have some money in the bank, don't I? And his dad said, you absolutely do. He's like, well, I can do with that what I want, right? It's my money. He's like, you sir, you sure can. Um, so what he ended up doing, um, was putting or taking out all of his life savings and, um, handing them out to all of the other kids on the oncology floor. Cause he was overhearing, you know, a lot of the families couldn't afford Christmas presents that year or holiday gifts. Um, and so he did that kind of. On the, on the sly, he didn't really want people to know it was him. Um, and so, you know, on the way out, he told his dad, you know, that was amazing. I loved doing that. Can we do that again next year? And his dad had to look at him and say, well, Mitch, I don't know if you're going to be here next year. Mm, and I know, can you imagine no. having to say that to your own child? Mm. And um, Mitch said, well, then you have to pinky swear promise me, Dad, that even after I'm gone, you will continue to help kids with cancer um, for as long as you are able to. Mm -hmm. And so that is the, where the Pinky Swear Foundation started. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a beautiful promise. And so yeah. one of the things that they're doing, obviously, is something that everybody can participate in um, that's coming up, which is why you're here to talk about it. Can you tell Absolutely. us a little bit about the Pinky Swear Triathlon? Yeah. So we are excited. Our annual Hy-Vee Pinky Swear Kids Triathlon is happening 
this Saturday, August 3rd at Lake Nokomis, um, and really sort of embraces our Kids Helping Kids mantra. So it's a kids triathlon, so ages 6 to 18. Um, you can participate at swimming, biking, and running, all three events. Um, it's obviously non-timed. It's not competitive. It's really just for fun, um, and it allows kids the opportunity to really give back to the community. Okay, so um, because it is happening this Saturday, yes. uh, can you tell us a little bit about how people can get involved if they want to, to if their kids want to yep. be in the triathlon? Like, what are the distances? Uh, you know, can adults go along with the kids? How does this all work? Absolutely. So we have two different sort of age categories. Obviously, the younger kids age is 6 to 10, and then an, an older course for ages 11 to 18. Um, and so the courses sort of vary in distance by age, and all of those details are on our website, pinkyswear.org. Um, that's also where you can go to register. So registration, online registration closes this Thursday, August 1st. Um, and the best part is it's free to register. Oh, that's so um, cool. It's really great. Um, and what we're asking people to do, though, is to fundraise. So rather than, you know, asking mom and dad to pay for the $50 registration fee, it's really going out, helping to share that Pinky Swear mission and story and getting other people to donate. Maybe it's $10 from grandma or $15 from your neighbor down the street. Um, but getting those collective people to uh, fundraise at least $50 and then you can participate. I and love it's that. super easy set up on the website. So, I mean, you you really aren't going to have to do that much of the heavy lifting. Absolutely. You'll just be busy going out and grabbing those contributions. Yep, absolutely. It's as easy as sending an email, you know, to your friends and family as well. And you have a pretty great incentive going on right now. Absolutely. So we actually just decided this flash uh, sort of super challenge today. Um, so anyone who rages, raises $150 between today and Friday um, you actually have the opportunity to be our executive director for the day. Oh wow! So what you're does that mean? you're the big dog on campus over at Pinky Surf Foundation. Spot you get lunch. What's what? Are, what are you we do you get here? a parking spot right up front, um, and then you do have a, a fun special lunch with our executive director Erica Campbell. So and then you know, of course, I need help from our executive director. I so you get it. to help make decisions. It's going to be fun. <laughs> That's really I awesome. absolutely love this. And and you said how many years have you been doing this? We have been doing this now for almost fourteen years. And I bet that you get a lot of the same repeat people who come through uh, to do this because it, you know, how often do kids get a chance to do something like this that is not competitive, that is meant to be helpful to a greater cause, and it's just really all about the fun. Absolutely. We have some incredible kids and families who participate. Um, we actually have a couple of kids who um, have been participating now, I want to say, for at least seven years. Um, and they do an annual fundraiser to help raise sort of funds for them to participate down at Culver's. So cool. um, and so it's it's a really fun, fun way for kids to get involved in, and give back. Uh, and I will be there. Yes. I'm very excited. I'll be emceeing. So I'll be down at the uh, main beach at Lake Nokomis on Saturday morning. Awesome. And I'm so excited to see these kids. Um, you know, it, it, the beautiful thing about it is that it is kids kind of near the age that uh, that the people you're helping are. And they're there doing something with their bodies and and raising money. And I'm excited to be a part of that. So we are you. so excited to have you. Um, and it's actually really emotional for staff or people who are expectating because the All-Stars, the kids with cancer, are also there as well. That's wonderful. And so some of them are participating if they're healthy enough. Otherwise, you know, they're in an All-Star tent and the kids are 
all more than welcome to come and connect with those uh, children and, and really hear their story. And know who they're helping. Exactly. That's amazing. So, Josh, just again, for people who may have just joined us, um, again, we're talking about the Pinky Swear Triathlon. It's coming up this week. Colleen, as you said, you're going to be there. All sorts of ways that people can participate, maybe even if they can't participate this weekend. How do they get started again? Just, you know, high level overview. And if they want to get directly involved in the triathlon. Absolutely. Well, it all starts at our website. So PinkySwear.org is where they can go to either register um, as a participant or like you were saying, maybe they aren't around this weekend or it's grandma and grandpa who are a little bit older than our six to yeah. 18 age group. Um, so you can go and search for participants or just donate to the organization all there. Awesome. Yeah. Josh Lee, thank you so much for joining us today and telling us all about Pinky Swear Foundation. Thank you for having us. We're excited to see you, Colleen, on I'm, Saturday. I'm excited to be there and I hope that our listeners will show up as well to be there to support, to help. And again, that fast, what did you, what did you call it? The fast track, fast... Start. Last minute push. Last minute push. Last minute push. Yes. Yes. So yep. one hundred fifty dollars if they raise it before between now and Friday. Perfect. Yep. And then you get the opportunity to be CEO for a day. Yes. Very cool. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. When Thanks, we come Josh. back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, I've been um, binge watching a show from the early two thousands, and the I want to tell you. Yes. You mean like recently you've been watching it? Yeah, over oh, the last okay. few days, awesome. and I want to tell you about it. Fabulous. After this on my talk one zero seven one. Well, while we're talking about all things entertainment on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, sometimes we like to tell you what we're watching, and we call it, here's what we're watching live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's What We're Watching Live. Yes. Okay, so. What are you watching? I'm going to tell you. I'm watching an old show. It's mm. old now, apparently, from like the early 2000s. It was an HBO show. Yeah, it's like 20 years ago. I, that is part of what is blowing my mind right now. It is the show Six Feet Under. Oh, sure. This was... Um, this is groundbreaking television. One of the first HBO, HBO. Yep. HBO mm-hmm. to really, um, I don't know, just to set HBO apart as a content creator. Yes. And okay. So I, this might surprise you. I never had HBO. I didn't have HBO growing up. Yeah. I would get like the, you know, and they'd give you like a week long trial sure. and then I'd try to watch everything. And I mean, it wasn't really until I was an adult that I was like, and when we started to have really a la carte TV, where I was like, well, I might as well pay for it. It really honestly wasn't. I mean, there has not been a lot of good television options from HBO in a consumable way for a very long time. So that is, it's pretty, you're pretty common. I would Right. Think. So now that it's like streaming on Amazon Prime, Six Feet Under, uh, I was getting ready for my trip uh, and we were flying on an airline that did not have screens much to the consternation of my children flying on the Amish. Well, I was flying on sun country and what I didn't, they don't have the screens on the back of the seats. There is a way to stream while you're in the the sky. Those like things that you got to pay for. No, you can, you can do it on your phone or on your own tablet. But I was like, okay, I'm just going to download a season of something. And it literally was like a last minute decision. It popped up on my, you know, what to watch thing. Now here's the first thing in my mind. And this is how I cannot, engage with time in my mind six feet under is like seven years old okay yeah it's, you had no idea it was actually almost 20 years ago literally yeah and I, that was horrifying Which, to can me I put that into perspective for you so for those of you who are like maybe of a certain age who don't appreciate this this is like saying like in the 80s you were watching um i love lucy yeah 
it was, or maybe not I Love Lucy as much as like Get Smart, right? Yeah. Like that's that's a long I time ago. I dream of Jeannie. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. And so it was very strange for me when I when I first realized the dates. And and the reason why you know what the season or the year it was is, is because the beginning of every show of Six Feet Under, because it's about a family who runs, uh, they're a family of undertakers. They run a funeral home. Every single episode starts with somebody's death. And at the, at the after they die, it gives you their birth date and their death date. Oh, sure. So and I was like, date. oh, 2001. No way. And it um, and the show stars a bunch of people that have gone on to do amazing other shows like Peter Krause, who's a Minnesotan, or at least I don't know if he was born and raised in Minnesota, but he went to college at Gustavus, my alma mater. He went on to do Parenthood. Uh, and he was also known from like sports night, et cetera. Um, the gosh, shoot. Now I'm not Michael C. Hall, who then went on to do Dexter. Mm-hmm. He's on that show. It is the most bizarre kind of mind, mind game to see all of these stars who've gone on to do amazing award winning yeah. things all in this show. Um, and all I can tell you about it is I am obsessed. And now I live in Undertaker's life. How many um, How many seasons are there? There's five seasons. I'm how about midway through season three. How many episodes in a season typically? Well, the first season was 13. Then the second one was only eight, which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, and the third, I don't even, I haven't looked ahead yet to know. But one of the things that I find really interesting about, um, about the show and kind of how it parsed out the seasons, the first season and the second season told like an interesting story and all and it really is like a bingeable which is really interesting because this was made prior six feet under in 2001 we weren't binging things no well there was no capacity to binge exactly and so it's interesting to me that it it does it binges well you know yeah but then something weird happens in the third season where it turns a little bit darker and more cerebral and I find that also to be kind of an interesting turn that the show has taken because I, especially when you're binging it, it's a very stark contrast to how you've been watching it. Suddenly it takes this weird turn and you're on a whole different journey than you realized you were on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, all I can say about it is it has been a bizarre and you've dark ride and I've enjoyed it. it. Yeah, yep, so absolutely. Completely hooked. And I know it's going to be one of those shows that I'm going to feel a grief when it's over. Yeah. Which is just the sign of a good show, right? Exactly. I love that feeling almost as much as I love when you just start a series. Exactly. Um, we're talking about things that we're watching live on our show. Hopefully you're listening to us live. about what we're watching. Um, that's how that works. Can I just also point out that um, binging really came along with binging TV shows uh-huh. in the way that we now, when we talk about like binging a show, yep. started with, do you remember? Is it a show that it started with? Yeah, I'm sorry. House of Cards? Yep. House of Cards. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Do you know when that came out? Oh no, don't do this to me. 2012? 2013. So we have only been in the bingeable place mm-hmm. for about six years. Isn't that crazy? People, I, I honestly, this all happened because I was listening to um, a podcast about sort of the trajectory of, of streaming and television and just like everything from Netflix to Blockbuster to HBO and all that stuff. And um, it's called Business Wars. You can go listen to it. It's the season about Netflix and Blockbuster. Regardless, they talk about all this history. And as they're talking about it, I'm like, oh, my God. That's only been for like, I mean, not long, not a decade, no, right? And yet it seems such a such a huge part of our culture. Now I want to kind of flip it and reverse it. As Thank you, Missy, Missy Elliott. Elliott would say. <laughs> Let me get my horn. Um, you remember a show called Downton Abbey? Yes, of course you do. Well, Jamie and I have started watching it. He's never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And the feature film is coming out this fall. So we've been sort of like, that's our thing together. Every night we sit down and watch like an episode. Mm -hmm. What I'd forgotten about that show is how not bingeable it was. Right. In the sense that, do you remember how excited we were for watching that show week to week? Yes. And how we every week would just be like in tears or excited or, oh my gosh, it was that traditional sort of group watch experience. Yes. And we don't have that in the same way anymore. I think the, you know, I, it was argued that probably the last version of that was Game of Thrones. Yes, certainly until the next greatest show comes around. Exactly. But, 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 I had forgotten that sense mm-hmm. until I started to rewatch, and now we are binging because yep. all of the seasons are available. There's like six seasons. As we're watching episode by episode, I was having flashbacks of those feelings oh, about yeah. like, oh, I remember when this happened, everybody was talking about at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's sort of a lost. It's sort of a lost Certainly. experience. Although I will say, one place you still can get that is with Handmaid's Tale, um, because that only drops yep. once a week, and yep. so you still do get that group experience, but it's not on the same scale. It's well, just and not, not the as same. many people are watching. It's right? true. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them. That name is Diva. We'll tell you about. So hard. It is hard. Life is hard, man. But uh, it's not hard to select a celebrity who is behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley, what do we call those celebrities behaving badly? Your mom. No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. Oh, gosh. I hate when I do that. <laughs> D-bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Have a D bag today by the name of Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez, yeah, aka AC Slater from a, a TV show, well-known television show called Saved by the Bell. Yeah, we all know him. Um, but he's got a new start. He's got a new gig on Access Hollywood that he's just getting started with. And the reason why I'm calling him a D bag is because Page Six reported today that Mario Lopez showed up. 
on the Access Hollywood uh, set. This was a recent visit to the new offices with a security team, a quote, full on security team escorting him throughout the office. What? He had a bodyguard that would not leave his sight. Um, and that to me, now listen, I don't live in that world. I don't work in that world. But I don't think it's normal for new employees to show up to their job with full security detail. I mean, I would like to say that at some point in my life, I hope that I too can actually, that's not what I don't want to. I am not that kind of celebrity. Are people attacking Mario Lopez in public that he needs a security? That's my question. Like, what is the threat for uh, Mario Lopez? Now, uh, a rep for Mario Lopez says, quote, he was given a ride in a golf cart to the access building from uh, Universal Studio Hollywood's City Walk. He was not escorted by security around the access offices. Tony, who is a buddy of Mario's and is Universal Security, did go into the building. Mario didn't want him to have to wait outside in the heat. Oh, that's so kind of Mario. So, you- so just he just happens to be somebody who works security, who's a friend of Mario's that was walking around with him. It wasn't actually legitimately a bodyguard. Bloop. But it tells it, it sort of okay, so we are unfair to celebrities on occasion. But oftentimes Thank you for this, admitting that. So oftentimes, and I'm saying that as the world, not just right. you and I. Um However, there are stories which um, embellish or add to a narrative that I think celebrities put put out there themselves. So what I'm saying is this particular story just reaffirms what we already think about Mario Lopez, which is why I tend to believe stories like these. Right. Because this, the impression that one gets when one pays attention to Mario Lopez is that he thinks very highly of himself. Yes. And you don't have to take our word for it. You don't have to dig very deep to get that impression. No. And so this story just hammers home that narrative. Exactly. Right? That he is a little bit, you know. Stuck up, full of himself, thinks that he might be the most important person in the room. Exactly. And we all know people like that, yeah. right? And I think that there's a tendency for us to kind of want to believe that version of the story for that very reason. Yep. Now, could it be that this was his buddy who happens to work security that he brought to his first day on the job? Which, by the way, I would say, do you bring friends to your new job? Never have in my life. Never. Hey, look at my fancy yeah. job. I don't know. It's so it does. You know, it doesn't really matter. All all that matters is this. Uh, Mario Lopez had an entourage with him. On the set of his new show. Didn't he cheat on somebody? Um, Jesse Spano. Okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't, isn't there, there's, there's some infidelity stuff with Mario. Um, I feel like, on. and I don't want to cast aspersions where there are none, but I feel like part of the story is, and that, that to me also sort of adds to that narrative that he's, cause you know, like when a guy is. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I had forgotten about this. Oh my gosh. So the story is that Mario Lopez cheated on Allie Landry just days before they got married. Uh, I did, I had forgotten this story, but he told this story to Howard Stern on Howard Stern's show. And I feel like we've also had a number of blind items from our good friend, empty lawyer about AC Slater. AKA Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Yeah. He said reaffirm this idea. What? He did this on his at his bachelor party. Well, let's just put it this way. 
he wouldn't be the first husband to cheat on his this is true. wife to be at a bachelor party. Not that I'm excusing it, but uh, it's of a behavior of Ugh. certain types of men, I think. Mm-hmm. Safe to say. Yeah. And again, it also goes along with that narrative of somebody who finds himself to be oh, more important than everybody else in knees, the You know, he just has to give it out because he's got so much. See, some of this I do feel like it goes along with being young and having the level of fame that oh, those sure. kids had on Arrested Saved by the Bell. Yeah, big time. And so he does think he has like a sort of um, uh, misguided idea of how important he is yeah. in the world. Well, and not again, I'm not taking away responsibility, but I think it's it's easy to understand how somebody would get caught up in that mindset if they've been conditioned that way for Absolutely. years. Yeah, especially when their brain hadn't fully formed yet. Exactly. Um, you know, I was going to tell you a story later, another day, about um, somebody that's goop adjacent. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do it now as my D-bag. Oh, yeah. What do you Perfect. think about them Sounds apples? good. If you're just joining us, we're doing our D-bags. Have you heard of Marissa Fuchs? I'm assuming that's how you pronounce her name. Well, that's how we're going to pronounce her name. She has no... F- <laughs> Stop it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Marissa Fuchs. That is her name. She's an influencer, but she's also the director of brand partnerships for Goop. Yes, I do know this story, and this is lovely. It's a delightful story. Today, there was a story in page six that harkens back to another story, which we never actually talked about, that came out earlier this summer. Here's the headline. Goop director, whose surprise engagement went viral, has been, quote, exiled. Tell me more. Okay, this is like so dramatic. Like it's that so, headline is very dramatic. It's so Instagram influencery, and I just can't look away. So apparently, Marissa Fuchs had a quote surprise engagement. Uh, her fiance had planned this elaborate mystery tour, essentially, for her to go on that would be captured in full glory on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That would lead her to ultimately a proposal. So like very bachelorette of her, right? Like she has to go here and find this clue. It's actually kind of amazing journey, right? Yeah, amazing amazing race, race. amazing journey. (laughs) It's Um, like a it's like amazing bachelorette. Yes, amazing bachelorette race. Mm -hmm. So this allegedly went viral, right? But what we learned earlier this summer that we, you and I, never actually talked about, and we should have, was that um, this was all totally planned. They sent out marketing materials in advance. They pitched this as a complete opportunity to just get a like buttload of SponCon and money. Mm-hmm. Um, how and very goop. How very goopy, right? Right. And that blew up in her face. Now, what we're talking about today is apparently um, other fancy people uh, are looking, you know, sort of... Uh, how do you say it? Like, look, putting their nose up. What do we say? Looking down at her, looking down, looking down their <laughs> nose at her, right? Sort of their noses in the air, and um, apparently, and this is according to a source in page six, she has been quote exiled. In fact, she was at the Hamptons this weekend, and she apparently her handle is Fashion Ambitionist. That's her handle on the Insties, where she has one hundred eighty four thousand okay. followers. I mean, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to. That is impressive. That amount of followers. followers, followers. Yeah. That's the worst Instagram handle ever. Fashion emotional. <laughs> anyway, um, she tried to get into a party that was hosted by H&M at something called the Crow's Nest okay. in Montauk, Long Island, mm-hmm. in the Hamptons. She was invited, apparently. Or she was not invited. 
Mm-hmm. And she was turned away. And it's all because people looked at her and they were like, oh, you're that lady. You're the one that tried to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. wool over our eyes. But this is why I think not only is she the D-bag for doing mm-hmm. the original deed, but also these people that look down their nose at her. Because, excuse me, have you met every have single you, person on Instagram? And much yourself. Less, <laughs> thank you. Look at your own Instagram account. Yes. She was just trying to make some money. Problem is, she was doing it in a dumb way. Like, there's a right way and a wrong way, and she picked the wrong way. Because right. I was born at night, but we were not born last night. True. I just, you know, it, what and what this actually says to me, honestly, it confirms. I'm always looking for ways to confirm our theory, which is nothing is real and everyone, everyone smokes, smokes. That we're being manipulated by the stories that people want to tell us. That this, I mean, the fact that she was going to try to pull off this elaborate ruse in the first place, where she was going to pretend like this was authentically happening, mm-hmm. but it had all been planned. Yep. And she'd been a part of it all along. Um, that just, again, reminds me, you should, we, we always need to be critical of what we're consuming yeah. and how it's being delivered. We cannot take it at face value. Now, because we are being manipulated on the pitch deck. Um, you know, the thing that she sent out, what? What's the pitch deck? Is that so, on a... That's a marketing term? Okay, I thought maybe it was a cruise ship. <laughs> I wish. Right below the Lido deck. Sign me up. No, um, it's like, you know, basically what they sent around to advertisers, like, hey, you want to get in on this? Sure. And it said, quote, this summer, Marissa, fashion ambitionist, will be pulled into a surprise adventure created by the center of her life, Gabriel. He will remotely ask her to... He will remotely... Ask her to take an unexpected and sentimental journey to him. A journey that will encompass many familiar stops along the way that offer their own unique gifts. We're pleased to offer you the brand opportunity to align with this momentous occasion in the beautiful city she will be visiting along the way. It's so weird and smarmy. Here's what I wanted to say. If you want to do this, just be upfront about it. Right. Like in 2019, most... There are all sorts of people making money on Instagram uh, and they are being straightforward and honest with you that this is an ad or this is something that it was given to me so that I could recommend it. Do with it what you want. Listen to my fabulous take uh, on this product. But to think that you're going to go behind the scenes and create something that seems organic. I mean, again, I think we're a little bit smarter than that. Well, I hope we think? are, but I, they're gambling on the fact that we're not. Yeah. Well, that's why we tell people. Exactly. Everything's. Nothing is real. And everyone smokes. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, because we feel the slightest bit guilty for dragging those D-bags through the mud, we've got anti-D-bags. The opposite of D-bags. We want to celebrate some celebrities for doing the right thing after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we were feeling the slightest bit guilty because we just dragged a bunch of D-bags through the mud. And so um, we thought maybe we'd take a more positive spin and tell you about some people we find to be anti-D-bags, like the opposite of D-bags. Yeah, you know, like A-bags. A-bags? I don't know. I tried. They're just fun bags. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Bags we're going to tell you about the fun bags. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. So yesterday, my D-bag actually was like everybody from Top Gun because they didn't invite uh, one of the main characters from the original Top Gun, the the person who played Charlie Blackwood, Kelly McGillis, back to do the movie. And she was talking about that in an interview when somebody asked if she was going to be at the premiere of Top Gun Maverick, the new Top Gun movie that stars 
mm, all of the people who were in the original one, except her and Anthony Edwards. Because, spoiler alert, he died. Sorry, Goose is not a thing anymore. Okay, so that was why she, they were my D-bags yesterday. Yep. But she's expounding on this uh, in an interview so with Entertainment to well. Tonight. Well, she's been asked about it, and I you get know, it. I'm, I understand completely why, and I know you do too. Um, she said of the reason why she believes she wasn't asked back, mm-hmm. um, she said, I'm old, and I'm fat, and I look age-appropriate <laughs> for what my age is. <laughs> And it's not what that whole scene is about. Uh, She said, I'd much rather feel absolutely secure in my skin and who and what I am at my age, as opposed to placing a value on all that other stuff. Uh, And she said, I'm not racing to the theater to see the movie. I'm not racing away from the theater to see it. It's just not on my little list of things that I would like to get done. And I thought, okay, I... Kelly McGillis seems like a very centered person Mm -hmm. who has made peace with who that character was and who is open to, you know, she's detached from it in a way that's it sounds really healthy to me. You know, so this is delightful because she sounds very healthy. I'm just so sad that her healthy is not appropriate for Hollywood. Right. Like her being what she is mm-hmm. and being comfortable with what she is as a woman does not work for Hollywood because right. it does not fit into the story that Hollywood wants to tell. Presumably I am speculating. However, right. I think it's safe to say that um, if let's take her at her word that they're like, Oh, she's too old. She's too fat. She's too out of shape. She's not as sexy. She's not as, you know, she doesn't have the sex appeal, whatever, 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 that is. Yep. Let's assume that's true. Yeah. That's every woman. Right. That's, that's the rest of, of the world. That's where we're going. Yeah. That's where all of us are going. And thankfully for her individually, she has the ability to come to terms with that and be totally fine with it. I hope for her sake she actually is. And she's not just doing this to sort of, you know, like, because I would be a wreck, I think. Well, and that's, if, I, I think if I was part of a movie and nobody called me and nobody want, I'd be like, wow. Like, I would have self-esteem issues yes. around that. I would have to talk to my therapist. I hope for her sake that she really is that well-adjusted. Or she did but, talk to her therapist at some point. Now but, she's there. Exactly. And I'm sure she has because, well, I don't know. She's a woman in Hollywood. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like all women in Hollywood should just get free you know, therapy. Yeah. Because she is literally does not exist in the world that that movie occupies. Right. And we are all cheering for that movie. Right. Right. That is scary. Well, what I do appreciate about this though, is she, she's not saying this from a place of anger or poor me. And that's, I think the voice that we need to hear and we should be paying attention to because she doesn't say like, you know, it's not like this militant, like Hollywood needs to change. It's just so matter of fact, like Hollywood, this is Hollywood and I'm not anymore, which is again, that's awesome for yeah. her. But for the rest of us, we're like, go Kelly McGillis. Meanwhile, I can't wait till this movie comes out. I know. I know. And I feel that shame as well a little bit. Yeah. But I'm still going to go watch the movie. I'm not going to run to the I'm theater. Not, and I'm going to feel so morally superior. But no, it's not, not because I don't want to see that movie. Exactly. Anyway. Okay. Can do you I, have an anti D bag? Can I tell you my anti D bag is? Yes. Okay. Titus Burgess. You know oh, who Titus Burgess yes. is? The unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I love him. So many other things. He just had an album come out, I think. But he he was on Watch What Happens Live last uh, or on Sunday. And this was for this uh, upcoming film, Dolomite Is My Name, with Eddie Murphy. And he was on this in this film, worked with Eddie Murphy. And Andy Cohen had him on the couch. 
Andy Cohen started asking him questions about working with Eddie Murphy. Let's listen to a little bit of this conversation. Perfect. Um, Titus, we got a text from Danielle T. Uh, wanting to know the funniest or craziest thing Eddie Murphy's done on set of your new movie. How cool that you you're making a movie, a movie with Eddie I did a movie with Eddie Murphy. Wow. It's called uh, My Name is Dolomite. It comes out in the fall. Oh, that's yes. awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. And we just got into the uh, Toronto uh, International Film Festival. Wow. Yeah. Was he um, cool to work with? He was he... wonderful to work with. He is a brilliant man, and I'm so excited that uh, for all the people who, younger generations who do not know Eddie Murphy, yes. will learn why he is a legend that he is. Did you get to chat with him at all? Because he was very. Of course I did. Why was... wouldn't I? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, no, I just wonder if you got close at all, because he was very problematic for the gays at one point when I was coming. Oh, up. I see. So he I wasn't just... problematic for Titus. Good. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had a wonderful well, time. And we yeah, can was. talked good. about Dream Girls and, and oh, good. should have won the Oscar, I believe. Yes. So uh, he was great. And any troubles he may have had with gay people, I guess, are gone because he loved me. Good. <laughs> Very good. It's game time, everybody. Lillian I love Swire that. Just wait. An impressive vocalist. What, what, what are you saying, Titus? <laughs> Keep going, girl. Do your oh, show. Okay. Such an impressive vocalist. So what you don't tonight. hear, oh. or what you don't see is uh, what's occurring. He was just mouthing some stuff, pointing at Andy off camera. And um, Andy saw him, obviously, and was like, excuse me? Do you need anything? And he's like, keep doing your show, girl. Now, um, Titus, so basically, you, what you saw there, right, was Titus like, I'm not going to talk smack about Eddie Murphy. We just did a film together. Yeah. Don't try to put me in your Real Housewives experience. And so he pushed back a little bit, right? Shouldn't be that much of a surprise that Andy would go there because it's kind of Andy shtick. But what I love and the reason that I want to call Titus an anti-D-bag today is because people were like, okay, what was that really all about and what was going on? And he took to Instagram to respond. Mm -hmm. And I can read just really quickly a little bit of his Instagram post. And he said this of Andy. She can be a messy queen. Yes, I said it. Don't care that he knows either. He should remember his talk show isn't an episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's a place where artists come to talk about art and have a little fun. Not a place to rehash old rumors or bring a star negative press. Sunday was a display of ratchet behavior by a well-connected man having blatant disregard for one of his guests. If only time were taken to know who I am and not assuming that I am the character I play on TV, he would know how to conduct himself a Mm. proper interview. I received four Emmy nominations for acting... Not for being myself. He was lucky I had my wits and Christian values that day. Also, keep it classy. Being friends with other talented celebrities doesn't make you talented. It makes you friends with other famous celebrities. He should rip a page from Anderson Cooper and learn how to do his job. Oh! Okay! That is shadier than an umbrella. But so delightfully honest. I love it. And so straightforward, right? Like... Don't ask me on my show and put me in an awkward position to talk about the thing that I came on here to talk about. I am not going to do that, and I'm not going to play your game. I and love so, it. Kudos, Titus Burgess, for not playing Andy Cohen's we game. We love you, Tidy 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 Burgess. <laughs> we love you. That's what I call Tidy Burgess. Tidy Burgess. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, do you always sleep on the same side of the bed? And uh, if you've ever switched, what happened? Six five one six 